Hello and welcome to my currently unnamed podcast. I'm Andrew Daigle and with me today is Dr. Ian Dunham. He's the Assistant Professor of Communication in the Media and Entertainment Department of the Kennesaw State University School of Communication and Media. Thanks for joining me today, Doctor. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on. All right. So, uh, you teach several classes in entertainment and mass media, and that comes with a wide variety of students. Can you give me an impression of how they've interacted with the media over the past year or the pandemic, like specifically related to movies and television? Uh, yeah, I would say that generally, um, the students that I've had probably are more, uh, spend more time watching content than they did uh, before the pandemic. So um, that's just my interpretation of like how much they talk about those, those particular, like the shows that they're watching. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'd say that there's probably, they're probably watching and listening to more um, than they were before, or at least they're, uh, like, uh, you know, spending more of their attention with that kind of thing. All right. That's interesting. Hmm. So, like, this situation has led to, well, nearly all teachers to switch to online classes, or at least greatly reduce class sizes. Could you like describe some of the challenges you've had with like teaching media and entertainment topics that you know you've experienced or maybe even your students have experienced? Uh, you mean in terms of teaching online versus teaching face to face? Oh yeah, because this sort of thing, uh, like teaching media, teaching entertainment, a lot of it's a very visual medium, so like there there are bound to be some challenges. Yeah. Um, it was right when we uh, like a year ago when we switched uh, to online really quickly um, mm-hmm. it was difficult to sort of think about how to teach um, media production classes online because uh, um, the media production class that I that I teach most semesters relies on um, learning how to use cameras and microphones and recording equipment and like really getting your hands on that stuff Mm. um so i had to really sort of think about what can we do that doesn't involve learning how to use you know physical products and so what we what we sort of landed on was um using uh using our time to really get proficient at software skills um and so we've uh the online sections of digital media production that I that I've taught, uh, we we really focus on learning how to use the Adobe Creative Suite, um, which is which which is a a super useful skill set for students that are going to be working in the content industries after they graduate. So, uh, namely, that's learning how to use Photoshop, uh, learning how to use uh, Premiere Pro, which is a video editing software platform hmm. and learning how to use adobe audition um, which is which is an audio editing um, platform so we we really focus on like learning how to use those as and, and getting quick and powerful with those pieces of software rather than um uh you know focusing on 
how to use hardware. Mm. Um, and I think that once we sort, once the fall rolls around and we're sort of back in the classroom, uh, we'll we'll sort of um, develop a hybrid strategy in which we're le- learning how to use software uh, proficiently, but we're also uh, getting hands-on again with um, with cameras and uh, lighting and um, you know microphones and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually uh, using Audition while this is happening right now, so that's a pretty neat, interesting uh, thing. I, I'm honestly wishing now that I would have taken one of your classes so I would have understood it more intuitively, I guess the word is. Yeah, I think that a lot of students don't realize that they, they even have access to um, Adobe Audition through um, KSU has a buys like a, a bulk license for all students to have access to that but um yeah there's a there's a lot of good um uh tutorials on on how to use audition out there and um so we yeah, i we don't spend the whole semester learning we so the, the digital media production class is really like a, a primer for um all types of media so uh, my background is in audio and so i spent probably more time on Audition than, than Photoshop or Premiere Pro, um, but uh, it, it really is sort of designed to give students a broad overview of like how to how to create content on their computers. Hmm. All right. Uh, so I guess since this is a sort of shorter uh, podcast thing, I guess as a final point of discussion, uh, this year has seen like an explosion of streaming growth and movie studios have been trying several options for people to try and see the films. Do you have any thoughts on where this particular avenue of mass media is headed going forward? Like any personal opinions on where you think it might go? on that all um, right right off the top of my head um i i really wonder if uh, movie theaters are gonna stay uh open like as a viable enterprise hmm. imc is pushing hard um especially in georgia um but you know once once an audience sort of figures out a way to watch content that's convenient and cheap safe I feel like it's difficult to revert to reverse course on that um, so I really wonder about the viability of, of uh, movie theaters that's one thing um, another is uh, I study um, music um, and how musicians sort of interact with their audiences mm. and um, I feel like um, uh, COVID has been especially hard on that group of people and so um, even though movie theaters, even though I'm skeptical about movie theaters being um, a thing of the future, I think that uh, musicians and uh, their audiences are really ready to be live again. Mm. Um, so that's for, that's for a couple of reasons. One is that um, that's that's really the main way that independent musicians make money is through live performance. Um, and it's really the way that audiences most viscerally interact with um, with the musicians that they really love. So um, there, you know, there's lots of other reasons why I think live music is um, going to be um, uh, like a, a, a power.
powerful force in society after COVID. Um, but those those are those two reasons I think really um, uh, sort of uh, outline or, or emphasize the importance uh, of live music, at least in the U.S. So yeah, I mean those are, those are just two things. I mean um, you know streaming services are. Uh, good for big art. I mean, they're good for exposure for lots of artists, but they're not um, they're not money makers for anyone. So, so yeah. I mean, I think it's you know they there's like times of tumult, like a pandemic, are are certainly chaotic and disastrous for um, for a culture, and it ha- certainly has been for the United States. Um, but at, at the same time, it sort of like uh, provides opportunities for people to pause and sort of think about the best way um, of, of sort of operating within a given sphere like like the music industry um, so you know I think that uh, moving forward some things are going to stay the same um, like live music being important and then other things are going to be um, certainly less important like I don't know going to see movies in person mm. yeah all right. Well, that was actually a pretty uh, good discussion. Nice talking to you, man. Yeah, you too. All right. Again, that was uh, Dr. Ian Dunham, Assistant Professor of Communication for KSU School of Communication and Media. And uh, have a good day, everyone. <laughs>